Hello. Today we're going to look at chapter eight of the Tao Te Ching. But before we do that, I want to go back and remind us how the Tao Te Ching began by reading the first part of chapter one from, of course, the Regina Don Akers translation. The way is the way. You cannot know the way through ordinary means. The reason I wanted to review that is because today we're going to be looking at words. And we're also going to find that in order to get true understanding, we have to be able to get beyond the words. Because if we only pay attention to the words with the mind, they're going to seem to contradict themselves. And the result will probably be confusion rather than understanding. Let me start by just reading chapter eight all the way through, and then we'll look at it a little more closely. I named chapter eight, the highest good. The highest good is like water. It benefits all things without struggle. It even dwells in places that people loathe. Therefore, it is somewhat like the way. Likewise, those who dwell in the way are good for the earth. Their hearts are deep, benevolent, and caring. Their words are trustworthy. They lead with clarity. They deal with matters effectively. Their timing is right. Since they do not force their will, they cannot be blamed. And the two words that I want to look at and go beyond are the words good and benevolent. Now, this particular chapter, chapter eight, is referring to the highest good. Right? It says the highest good is like water. It benefits all things without struggle. But when we were looking at chapter two of the Tao Te Ching, this is what we read. When everyone defines good as good, other things are judged as bad. This can be bad. So we have the Tao Te Ching telling us that when we define things as good, then we also naturally create bad. So for example, if I say it is good to be faithful in marriage, then it is bad to be unfaithful in marriage. If I say it is good to spend a certain amount of your time in silence each day, then it's bad if you don't spend a certain amount of time in silence each day. You see, one creates the other. And that makes sense when you contemplate that and you realize that, you know, judgment is the cause of duality. But then we come to chapter eight and it's referring to the highest good. There's that word, good. <laughs> So one thing we need to know is that Lao Tzu, of course, had to use words 
when writing the Tao Te Ching, and all words are limiting. But if we look carefully at definitions of words, we can sometimes get clarity on why those words are used. In this case, the definition of good that best applies is that it's useful for a particular purpose. For example, the dictionary gave the example of uh, it's a good season for planting, right? Uh, you plant your seeds in a particular season. If you plant them in the dead of winter, they're probably not going to grow. So um, that's really the definition of good that we're looking at here when we talk about the highest good. Another translation that I looked at, which I'll, I'll share with you later, really used the word best. Like this is the best way to be, right? And of course, one could argue, the mind probably would argue that even with both of those definitions, you can have duality. But again, all words are limiting. And so we want to try and listen. It's like you're listening to a teacher <laughs> and the teacher is saying, if you want to see that all there is, is the Tao, this is a good way to be, or this is the best way to be. This is how you can achieve your objective, right? That's how the word good is being used here. And it says there is a highest good in the world. That highest good is something that I referred to earlier as the flow. And by getting into harmony with that flow, by paying attention to that flow and flowing with that flow, instead of self-will, we are in alignment with highest good. In fact, if you even think about the words highest good, doesn't, doesn't highest good imply what's best for everyone? And wouldn't self-will, what's best for me, <laughs> be the potential opposite of that? So what I want to do is I want to let go of self-will get in touch with the highest good and flow with that. So there is a highest good or a flow in the universe. And that is my goal. Being in harmony with that is my target. That's what I'm aiming for. So with that said, let's listen again to chapter eight. The highest good is like water. It benefits all things without struggle. It even dwells in places that people loathe. Therefore, it is somewhat like the way. Likewise, those who dwell in the way are good for the earth. Their hearts are deep, benevolent, and caring. Their words are trustworthy. They lead with clarity. They deal with matters effectively. Their timing is right. Since they do not force their will, they cannot be blamed. I mentioned the other word I wanted to look at was benevolent. Here we see that the highest good benefits all things without struggle. We also see that those who dwell in the way or in alignment with the highest good it says their hearts are deep, benevolent, and caring. And yet, 
if we look back at chapter five occurs without intention the word for word translation said heaven and earth not benevolent not benevolent sage person not benevolent the way i translated that was the universe is not well meaning sages are not well meaning so what chapter five is saying is that the sage or the Tao is not coming into alignment with your self-will and trying to make things work out the way you would define as good. That's just not what they're doing. Here, however, when it says that the highest good benefits all things, it's saying that if we surrender to the Tao, surrender to the flow and go with it there's a corrective or a healing energy in it that will correct or heal everything in the world again we're not making things right based on your self-will this is just a natural way just like a again a tree grows from a seed it's just the natural way the universe takes care of itself when it's not interfered with by self-will when this says that those who dwell in the way their hearts are deep benevolent and caring the word benevolent here is really compassionate in other words the one who is in harmony with the way cares equally for all people it is not, however, trying to control situations to any particular self-wills. It's not in that way well-meaning or benevolent, but it is compassionate. It understands the suffering of those who are not in harmony with the way. It cares. It pays attention. So the mind may look at what seems to be a conflict of words in the Tao Te Ching and get confused and throw away the book. But if we learn to listen beyond the words to the real meaning of what it's saying, this is making perfect and consistent sense. It's saying... <laughs> it says first naming defining is the cause of duality and then it goes on to say self-will is the cause of suffering and what it's teaching us to do is to let go of self-will let go of naming and defining get in touch with the movement of the Tao, which is here being called the highest good, flow with it without personal concern, and healing or correcting will take place naturally. This is the consistent message of the Tao. Let's look at chapter eight again, but this time let's go ahead and look at it side by side with the word for word translation. So you'll see that the word-for-word -word translation first says, 
upper good, like water. And I translated that to the highest good is like water. And then it says, water, good, benefit, 10,000 things and not contend for. I translated that to, it benefits all things without struggle. The word for word says, reside many people of, place, loathe. I said it even dwells in places that people loathe. In other words, the flow, the corrective potential of the Tao is everywhere. It's always available, as we've already seen, like a bellows, right? It's always available. It's available in slums. It's available in war. It's available in... Um, dysfunctional families, dysfunctional workplaces, name it, it's there. It's always accessible. We can always, no matter what the situation appears to be around us, we can always choose to turn, tune in to the Tao. There is no place where it isn't. So it even dwells in places that people loathe. Therefore, almost by way is the word for word translation. I wrote, therefore, it is somewhat like the way. And then I said, likewise, because now we're beginning to refer to a person who comes into harmony with the Tao. Reside, good earth, right? So if you reside in the way, it's good for the earth. I wrote, those who dwell in the way are good for the earth. Heart, mind, which is really the same Chinese character. It's this character right here. It means both heart and mind. Heart, mind, good, deep, and benevolent, humane, right? Compassionate. I wrote, their hearts are deep, benevolent, and caring. Words, good to trust. Their words are trustworthy. Straight, good govern. I wrote, they lead with clarity. Work, be good at. I wrote, they deal with matters effectively. Move, good time. I said, their timing is right. Man only, not contend for said, since they do not force their will, the man only would be myself, right? For myself, man only not contend for, since they do not force their will. Reason cause, no fault. They cannot be blamed. So if we look at this as a, as a model, something that we are aiming for, this is saying that if we learn to tune in to that intuitive energy that is the Tao, um, we are naturally going to be, when we are in harmony with it, we are naturally going to be good for the earth. We are not trying to be good for the earth. 
We are not looking at the earth, determining what its problems are and finding ways to solve them or having opinions about how those problems should be solved. All that we are focused on is being currently in this moment in tune with the way. And just in doing that, we are naturally good for the earth, even if we don't see how. Our hearts are purified through that process. Because we're letting go of self-will, therefore we are not self-centered or selfish anymore. And we become naturally caring about other individuals. Again, we are not trying to control things to suit any individual, right? This is what we learned previously. But we care about them. We give them our attention. If it's in our place to give them our attention. Our words are trustworthy because we're speaking from the harmony of the Tao. We're not speaking from self-will or how we want others to view us or trying to hide anything that we want to remain hidden from others. Right? We're just speaking from the Tao, speaking from what we're guided to say in the moment. We lead with that same clarity. We don't have any particular purpose ever. This is what's so important. We don't have any particular purpose ever except being in harmony with the Tao. And that's where our clarity comes from. Likewise, we deal with matters effectively for the same reason. Our timing is right for the same reason. And of course, we're not forcing our will because we are letting go of our will and becoming in harmony with the Tao. Therefore, we can't be blamed if things don't work out the way a person thinks they should have worked out according to their self-will working things out according to someone's self-will, even our own self-will was never the goal in the first place. It was always just to be in harmony with the Tao, with the highest good. So what we can do now is our assignment is begin to try and feel this highest good. It can be challenging in the beginning if you've never tried this before. And the primary reason that it is challenging is because we are completely accustomed in the habit of acting from our self-will, acting to benefit me. Even if I try to benefit someone else, somehow, if you look at it carefully, it's because I want to look good. I want that person to think I'm nice. I want that person to think I'm helpful. I, you know, it's still about me. In order to get in touch with the highest good or the flow of the Tao, what we have to do is let go of self-will. When self-will is removed from the situation, the feeling of what to do without self-will is the flow. That's, that's the Tao. The best way to remove self-will from the situation is first to look directly at self-will. You look right at it and you ask, what is it that I want from this situation? You know, maybe I want to be happy. And I think that I can only be happy 
if this particular situation unfolds in this certain direction. If it unfolds in the other direction, I will not be happy. Can I say my temporary happiness is not what's most important? What's most important is genuine enlightenment, seeing only the Tao in all things. And I am willing to let go of what I think will make me happy in order to feel the direction that is most helpful for me to go in now, the highest good. Maybe I want somebody else to act in a certain way because I might feel safer. Can I look at that and say, I see that if this goes this way, I will feel temporarily safe until the next time I don't feel safe. But I'm more interested in genuine truth realization than a temporary feeling of safety that's going to come and go. So I'm willing, even though I feel fearful about this, I am willing to put aside my protective, my self-protective mechanism and just feel without that for what's the best thing for me to do or say in this situation and follow it without knowing where it's leading. As I mentioned, this takes practice and it takes a true desire to be in harmony with the Tao. If our self-will is what's most important to us, um, this might not even be possible right now. And that's okay too. If self-will is what's most important to me, that's just the way that's unfolding right now. But if I've come to the point, if I've been brought to the point where I really want to know the Tao, I really want to know truth, I really want to flow in harmony with all things, then I can learn to question what is it that I want in this situation, see myself well, and then put it aside. You know, there's a great example for us in the Bible. This is what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? First, he asked God, take this cup away from me, right? I don't want to do this. And then he saw that was his self-will, right? That bodily protection. And then he surrendered his self-will. And he said, but not my will, thy will, right? Or maybe it was thy will, not my will. Um, so that's the practice. It takes looking inward. It takes being focused in this direction instead of out at whatever situation is in front of you right now. And again, if you've never practiced this before in the beginning, uh, it's challenging 
It takes practice. It's changing a lifetime habit. But if you have the inner calling to change this lifetime habit, you will find the willingness to change the lifetime habit. So again, this, this week, until I make the next video, try looking when it seems like there's a, an opportunity to make some type of a decision, try looking. What do I want from this? Notice what your self-will is in the situation. And then willingly, because you want to follow the Tao, put your self-will aside and then kind of ask again, okay, so what am I to do? Or feel, feel for what am I to do? What's, what, where does it feel like this is going now without self-will? All right, let me read to you the same chapter from another translator. Uh, this is Stephen Adis and Stanley Lombardo. This is what their book looks like. And this is how they translated chapter eight. Best to be like water, which benefits a 10,000 things and does not contend. It pools where humans disdain to dwell, close to the Tao. Live in a good place. Keep your mind deep. Treat others well. Stand by your word. Make fair rules. Do the right thing. Work when it's time. Only do not contend, and you will not go wrong. All right. See you later.